Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is All You Need to Know Radio on this special edition of our show. Are you ready? Tonight, President Donald Trump is making history by being the fourth president ever to face impeachment. We're going to talk about it in some great detail. And today, there's been some incredible events that is just crazy, even in the mind of this president. But right now... This is All You Need to Know Radio, and it starts right now. He is. 
I don't know. And, He's always uh, wanted to be the best at something, and I figure this is kind of one of those times that not only has he messed up, he's he's blamed himself for messing up, and then he's taking the bragging rights for messing up so bad. And then he's going to well, pawn it yeah, off on somebody actually, else tomorrow. But Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said he's going to pawn it off on somebody else tomorrow. But so far, he has admitted to it, showed evidence of it, and uh, worked with the with the uh, with the House of Representatives to make sure they all understand exactly what it is that he did. Well, and the thing is, is that today he kind of crossed the line. And uh, hold on one second, guys, because we've got some breaking news. All right, this is All You Need to Know Radio coming to you with some breaking news tonight. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has had enough, and she says Donald Trump, the sitting president of the United States, is involved in a cover-up. Listen to her. And the facts are these, that the president of the United States and his actions in a telephone call with a, a head of state betrayed his oath of office, our national security, and the integrity of our elections. This is about the facts. This is about the Constitution of the United States. And we have to make judgments in an inquiry as we go forward. There are some in our caucus who think, let's just have an impeachment. No, we have to have an inquiry to further establish the facts. There is no rush to judgment. And in some ways, we are a jury, open to what might be exculpatory or not. The complaint states that the White House tried to lock down all records of the call, especially the word-for-word transcript. That gave the whistleblower reason to believe that they, the White House, understood the gravity of what transpired in that call. The complaint reports a, quote, repeated abuse of an electronic record system designed to store classified, sensitive national security information, which the White House used to hide information of a political nature. This is a cover-up. This is a cover-up. Why the president thinks that this is uh, exculpatory, maybe he doesn't know that word, the president thinks that this proves his innocence only goes to show how further uh, he doesn't understand right from wrong. As I have said, I respect the role of the president is uh, to speak to foreign uh, leaders, and sometimes uh, their conversations have a level of comp- uh, confidentiality that is appropriate. It is not the role of the president to shake down foreign leaders for his own political purpose, using tax- withholding taxpayer money uh, uh, to do so. Okay, so that was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Copperhead, just coming here with some breaking news. She responded to Donald Trump's Basically calling this another witch hunt. Uh, it's the biggest disgrace in national history. I mean, you know how he's verbose about everything. I mean, nothing can just be a simple right or wrong. Well, in this I particular mean, case, he, she's laid it out as pretty black and white that he went to a foreign nation and withheld aid as a bait to uh, in, to get them to continue or to start a investigation to Biden. So basically he went to another power and said, I'm not going to give you this money that Congress has allotted towards you, 
unless you continue this this these findings on Biden and his son. Because and what's so you funny? Know, I'm sorry, Greg, but what's so funny is Chris Christie was on Good Morning America yesterday, and he said Donald Trump is probably okay unless in the conversation he says, "Do me a favor." That's the oh, wait, first words out of his mouth. The other issue here actually, is we it, have it no evidence at all. In, we're going to let them read a little bit of the report so our listeners can hear it for themselves. And then unbelievably, Donald Trump's response once on the tarmac before he gets on whatever that Marine One is called. I don't even like to address this guy as the president because he's such a disgrace to this nation. However, he is at this point the sitting president. And the sitting president went as far is to threaten someone's life today. <laughs> it's just incredible. So, once again, guys, if you're just joining us, this is a very special edition of All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood, your co-host, Copperhead. I'm Copperhead. Say hello, Copperhead. Hello, Copperhead. <laughs> and uh, we also have our best in justice guy that will be joining us here in just a minute. Right now, this is courtesy of CNN. And uh, just listen to yourself. Listen for yourself. This is from the whistleblower, and there are certain laws that protects whistleblowers. Maybe Donald Trump doesn't know him like he doesn't know the alphabet and things like that. So take a listen, everybody. We'll be back. All right. The breaking news is this: just moments ago, we received this document. This is a redacted version of the whistleblower complaint to the intelligence community that express serious concerns about the president and the White House. Let me read you one line. In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials that the president of the United States is using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. It goes on. I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. However, I found my colleagues' accounts of these events to be credible because in almost all cases, multiple officials recounted fact patterns that were consistent with one another. This interference includes, among other things, pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the president's main domestic political rivals. The president's personal lawyer, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, is a central figure in this effort. Attorney General Barr appears to be involved as well. About that phone call, very quickly, multiple White House officials with direct knowledge of the call informed me that after an initial exchange of pleasantries, President Trump used the remainder of the call to advance his personal interests. Namely, he sought to pressure the Ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president's 2020 re-election. Bill. Right. Let's go to Lauren Fox, who's outside the hearing room. We're waiting to hear from the director of national intelligence. This is the document we've been waiting for. Lauren, you've had it for a few minutes longer than we have. What jumps out at you? Well, I think the the key points here, Rudy Giuliani is a key person who's involved here. And again, the president was using his office, this whistleblower alleges, basically to solicit foreign interference in the election against his top political rivals. That's going to be serious. And Democrats in here are going to be questioning the top spy this morning about exactly why this complaint did not come to Congress earlier, given the gravity of what is being alleged here. We knew that this was going to be damaging. That's what a lot of Democrats who were coming out after they saw this in a classified setting last night were saying. Adam Schiff, the top Democrat on this committee, warned that what he saw was very 
disturbing. And other Democrats as well came out and said, this is just more proof that Nancy Pelosi made the right decision when she announced earlier this week that they were moving forward with that impeachment inquiry. Of course, now more than half of the Congress supports moving forward with that inquiry, a very significant development. And we're going to be watching for more. I'm also going to be continuing to read through this complaint just before Democrats sit down again with Joseph McGuire, the DNI. All right, Lauren, thank you very much. Please stand by for us. We want to go through a key part of this document that we're just seeing, Allison. If you want to read this, efforts to restrict access to records related to the call. In the days following the phone call, I learned from multiple U.S. officials that senior White House officials had intervened to, quote, lock down all records of the phone call, especially the official word-for-word -word transcript of the call that was produced, as is customary, by the White House Situation Room. This set of actions underscored to me that White House officials understood the gravity of what had transpired in that call. White House officials told me they were directed by White House lawyers to remove the electronic transcript from the computer system in which mm. such transcripts are typically stored for coordination, finalization, and distribution to cabinet-level officials. Instead, the transcript was loaded onto a separate electronic system that is otherwise used to store and handle classified information in an especially sensitive nature. One White House official described this act as an abuse of this electronic system because the call did not contain anything remotely sensitive from an act. Okay, guys, so you're listening to CNN. This is courtesy of CNN. Listening to them talk about the whistleblower's report because Trump did declassify it, thinking it was going to help his his cause. However, his office actually emailed the unredacted version to Nancy Pelosi's office in a ride of irony. This is all you need to know radio. We'll go back to CNN. We'll be back. Phone call. They had told me there was already a discussion ongoing with White House lawyers about how to yeah. treat this call because of the likelihood in the officials retelling that they had witnessed the president abuse his office for personal gain. All right. Again, the key thing here. White House officials told me they were directed by White House lawyers to remove the transcript from the computer system in which transcripts are typically stored. Uh, Governor Kasich, you are here with us right now. The suggestion here, it's not just a suggestion, it's flat out stated by this whistleblower. And again, I, don't I think will this note. Is by the whistleblower. I think this is a report by the. Uh, this Inspector is a letter General. from the whistleblower. The yeah. Inspector General then investigated it right. and finds this to be of urgent concern, which adds credibility. And I think it explains here. why he was of urgent concern. But what about that notion that White House lawyers ordered. Well, they knew they had a problem with that call. I mean, there's no question about it. So they get, get rid of it. See if you can move it off the computer. So somebody early on uh, felt this was inappropriate. And that's, I think, what the whistleblower said, wait a minute, you're not going to move that off so it can't be investigated. I'm going to report this to the inspector general. And so that's the critical nature, as my read here, because we've just, as you know, we've just been handed this document. But I think what happened is there was somebody in the White House that said, no, we're not going to bury this. This has to get out. People have to understand what transpired. That's my read of this. And, of course, there were people in the White House saying, no, we don't want anybody to see this. And the whistleblower saying, wait a minute, this has to come to the light of day. And it's, it's very serious, extremely serious.
Caitlin, your reaction as you read this and how well, do you think the and White House what's so interesting is we've heard White House officials downplay this whistleblower, saying it was someone who they believed was biased, that didn't like the president. And when you're reading this, it says, quote, over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials have informed me of various facts related to this effort. So this person who made this complaint spoke to multiple people and says later on that essentially what they were hearing from some people, they were hearing from multiple people. So and they corroborated each other's stories. So essentially, it's multiple people inside the government that were making claims about this. Here, here's the thing. When I look at this, how does it make me feel? It's just really depressing. Because, you know, I know that the news is hyperbole and we've got to get out there and all this. But you know what? The, removing a president of the United States, taking him out of the White House. Because I, I remember the day when Nixon got on the helicopter and flew out of there. And I don't want to compare them, but I remember that. We deal with the presidency. It's a very serious matter. And to you, see this, it's, this, is, this is very, does, very serious. Does it make that possibility more likely? Does this document make that possibility I'm, more likely? Well, what this document says is that you had White House people who wanted to not let this call become public, who then acted to try to not have it come public. And this statement says... This was what this was urgent concern Look, because the IG sees this and says, no, this has to get out there. There's a and word it has for to be investigated. There's a word for this or a hyphenated word. It's cover up. The idea here that it's not the conversation, not just the conversation itself, but it's covering up and hiding trying to the remove fact the call. The yeah, I, I don't I'm, I can't. I, look, I'm, I'm with you on this. Hey, guys, this is John Hollywood. This is all you need to know radio you're listening to. This is courtesy of CNN talking about the whistleblower report that the Trump administration declassified early this morning. We have just a little bit more time. We are going to skip all commercials into tonight's show. And when we come back, we'll have Copperhead with us and almost War Ranch, which War Ranch and Nun, sponsors of this show. And I can't wait to hear his take on all of this. Back to the show, back to CNN. Thank you again, CNN. In a way where the American people can say this is a problem. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm suggesting. But speaking of Rudy Giuliani, let's get back to this and talk about a big part of it where it says, this person says they heard from multiple U.S. officials that they were deeply concerned by what they viewed as Mr. Giuliani's circumvention of national security decision-making processes to engage with Ukrainian officials and relay messages back and forth between Ukraine and the president. It goes into pretty detailed how all of this got started before, before this phone call that we're talking about, and it's saying that State Department officials, including ambassadors, had spoken with Giuliani in an attempt to, quote, mm -hmm. contain the damage to U.S. national security. It's talking about how they met with members of the administration to discuss policy matters, and they were receiving from U.S. officials on one hand and from Mr. Giuliani on the other. This is going to be a big deal, talking about how the president's personal attorney was intervening in relations between the United States and Ukraine. It, that is just unbelievable to me, yeah. that they've got this. He's not even working in the government. Yeah. He's an attorney. He's running. He's trying to negotiate stuff. This is, this is again, this rises again to another level of, well... Look, at the end, we see what you the facts yourself. are. You stop yourself every time. You know why? Because I don't, it's hard to characterize it in a way. I, I want to be careful about that. We're dealing with the president of the United States. He, I have never been a fan of his. I've never supported him. I just want the process to play out. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts is all I want. And the jury in my mind, John, the jury is out in my mind as to whether this is going to lead to his removal. I don't want to go there. All right, so understand, first of all, guys, we're going to go ahead and let go of CNN for a little bit. 
This is all you need to know. All you need to know radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood. And uh, guys, today's show is really an important show. The president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, now becomes the fourth, only the fourth president to ever face impeachment in the history of our country. Now, here are Donald Trump's comments directly from the horse's mouth. We have the best economy anywhere in the world, by far. We've rebuilt our military. We've done so many things that are so incredible with tax cuts and regulations. And I have to put up with Adam Schiff on on an absolutely perfect phone call to the new president of Ukraine. That was a perfect call. But Adam Schiff doesn't talk about Joe Biden and his son walking away with millions of dollars from Ukraine and then millions of dollars from China, walking away in a quick meeting, walking away with millions of dollars. He doesn't talk about Joe Biden firing a prosecutor. And if that prosecutor is not fired, he's not going to give him money from the United States of America. They don't talk about that. My call was perfect. The president yesterday of Ukraine said there was no pressure put on him whatsoever, none whatsoever. And he said it loud and clear for the press. What these guys are doing, Democrats, are doing to this country is a disgrace, and it shouldn't be allowed. There should be a way of stopping it, maybe legally through the courts, but they're going to tie up our country. We can't talk about gun regulation. We can't talk about anything, because, frankly, they're so tied up, they're so screwed up, nothing gets done except when I do it. I'm using Mexico to protect our border because the Democrats won't change loopholes in asylum. When you think of that, and I want to I tell you, I want to thank Mexico, 27,000 soldiers they have. But think of how bad that is. Think of it. Well, we use Mexico because the Democrats won't fix our broken immigration system. We need their votes. If we don't get their votes, we can't do it. And the Republicans are all on board. They want to fix it, but the Democrats won't do it. They don't want to talk about infrastructure. They don't want to talk about lowering drug prices. They don't want to talk about anything because they're fixated on this. And Nancy Pelosi has been hijacked by the radical left, and everybody knows it. Thank you. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube. If you want to keep up to date with the videos we're All right, so thank you, MSNBC. That was straight from the horse's mouth. And now we have joining us, if you're just joining us once again, this is All You Need to Know Radio, and I'm your host, John Hollywood. And uh, we also have our co-host, Copperhead. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. And we have Amos Warwick with Warwick and Nunn. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful, John. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing, Copperhead? You know, honestly. For me, I know you're talking to Copperhead. For me, I'm a little sad today. The reality of Mm. this country is coming in clear form, and we are in a bad place. This is that point in time where you realize that you've gotten so medically sick or whatever that you have to cut that limb off of your body, and this is whether or not you take that chance, that risk. It feels like that's a great metaphor as far as like, the gangrene has set in. The rot has set in. Do you lose your foot at this point in time? Mm-hmm. So, almost, I'm really curious as to what your thoughts are on all the details of the day. Yes, sir. So, it's um, a fast-moving story, and there continues to be developing news about it on 
it feels like an hourly basis. It's pretty clear if you read the Office of the Inspector General's report that was uh, being read out by the CNN report that we were listening to earlier. Um, by the way, it's only it's five pretty, pages long for those of those that yeah. don't like to read. This is a super easy read. It's black and white. This is not the Mueller report where we have two books of 600 pages. This is five pages. I, I completely agree, and that's actually a great point and part of the reason why I think that this is a lot more likely to lead to Donald Trump's impeachment and possibly, even though I think it's quite unlikely, but possibly his removal or his resignation. Um, because I don't want his unlike resignation. The Rus- mm-hmm. Do you want his resignation? But unlike the Russia scan, well, if, if, John, it doesn't matter. If he's re- resigns, he'll be indicted. Um, That's true. So the um, – and he won't he won't do it unless the house passes impeachment but r- regardless the 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 point that i was trying to make is unlike the russia investigation which is complicated tons of moving parts this is super simple and it's such an obvious quid pro quo another thing that is worth reading and an easy short read for your listeners is the readout of the telephone call, the July 25th telephone call that Donald Trump just called perfect. It's incredibly obvious that he's dangling a quid pro quo of $400 million for the prosecutor in Ukraine to investigate his political rival. And what's insane about this is that the only pushback that the Republican Party has is that the original whistleblower is getting information from other people and collaborating it together with uh, another source, another source, she heard, he heard, whatever, from other people, and then they blew the whistle. So the Republicans well, are pushing who is that, that whistleblower. Re- reports today came out that – well, we don't know exactly, but reports today came out that it is a CIA operative who has right. detail on Ukraine. And Well, no, it does because well, it, they, that, this, why did that reason, person keep getting told? That person this kept person, getting told this is a problem because he's the mm-hmm. CIA Operatives assigned right. to the Kiev, assigned to Ukraine, in the White House. So this is of a bigger course, issue, a bunch though. of people if, are going to talk to him about it. It's irrelevant whether or not his evidence necessarily is collab- is a uh, is valid. Like he got it all third hand. Great, fantastic. I can chalk that up as to like hearsay or whatever. But the fact mm-hmm. is that Donald Trump's office himself is the one who left out the who released the phone call. You can read it for right. yourself. You don't have to validate it because it came from the source. I mean, he damned himself. This is not something that, you know, magically steal dossier and it's a loop to loop, whatever you want to draw and confuse people about. This is seriously mm-hmm. Donald Trump showed to you a phone call where he m- committed <laughs> treason. Well, if you li- if you if you listen to the way he respond responded almost. He started mm-hmm. talking about the economy. He started going all of the things that he goes to every time he's in trouble. And mm-hmm. it's just the same old song and dance. It's the worst, uh, the worst the president's ever been treated in history. It's presidential harassment. I don't know what the hell a perfect phone call is. What's a perfect call? What's a perfect phone call? What happens on a perfect phone call? It's where they do a double bike flip tuck and they stick the landing and they keep both hands in the air and both feet on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. Funny, almost just trying to take a deep breath for your response. <laughs> I, I find that funny, but um, I think that in general, the uh, 
problems here for Donald Trump politically continue to mount, and I don't think it's super likely because we're reasonably close to an election. But I do suspect if I were a betting man, I and I'm not, and it's illegal to bet on politics and I don't do it, but um, if I were a betting man, I think I would bet the House is going to file articles of impeachment within the year of 2020. And um, I think it's pretty unlikely at this point that the Senate convicts, but something that I found pretty interesting was um, a, a, I saw a report, I believe yesterday, that stated that if there was um, a secret vote, 30 Republican senators would vote to, vote to convict in the Senate. Um, we've, also so there, we've also heard a report from Fox News that shows that 60% of Americans are now getting to the point where they're over Trump. So even the American right. people, that's, that's what they've been waiting on, I think, for the most part. Republicans and Democrats both don't want to lose the seat that they're in, which means they don't want to rock the boat, which means they don't want to upset their, their voters. So they've been walking this and showing the evidence and building a case slowly so that the people mm-hmm. who, unlike us, aren't involved in this all day long every day, they can see what's going on. And right now we're getting uh, almost like a, a – last week on our show kind of thing where we're catching up with everybody. Everybody's seeing since the Mueller report, this is what's happened, and you need to pay attention to this now. <laughs> hey, guys, hold on one second. We actually have some breaking news. All right. Now, it's being reported that they're, the House of Representatives have the numbers to impeach Donald Trump. The Constitution (laughs) requires two-thirds of a supermajority to convict a person being impeached. The the Senate enters judgment on its decision on whether it's to be convicted or acquit, and a copy of the judgment is filed with the Secretary of State for everybody's legal knowledge out there. But just (laughs) being released, 220 House of Representatives would vote to impeach. So, almost does that change pretty – like you said, if I were a betting man – I think yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, the question is when do they actually do it because they're, they're already doing an inquiry. The thing is, is they're not going to do it tomorrow. It's a politics thing, right? Right. It, yeah, are they going they on vacation pass it, they, Well, they want to – no, I think it would be smart. If I was Nadler and Schiff and Pelosi, I would wait like four or five months and have like ten hearings between now and then. Um, That's not a bad you, idea. Yeah, and you know the one thing that they um, are doing is Congress is leaving for vacation, and so this story is what gets to stew in their minds of the American people while they're on vacation. Well, and the only problem with that is, is that damage control comes from the White House and from that party, and with little pushback from the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Like he gets to sing his song and drum his drum and see how many people he gets to hypnotize with the same repetitive stuff. For instance, him can keep deflecting to Biden, 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 son, Biden, Biden. And pretty soon you start going, well, maybe Biden did do something. He probably well, didn't I do anything. That, I don't know that one way or the other. What I do know is that the investigation is on Trump, and the winner on all of this right now is Warren because she is not part of either one of these scandals, and she's the front runner for the Democratic Party now. Well, the <laughs> other thing is that – Donald Trump, I think, has beat the same drum so many times about saying everything is a, dis- a disgrace and when he's actually a disgrace. And 
I think the American people are really tired of it. I don't think the same thing is going to work. And he's not the only one that has access to social media. Just because Congress is gone, you can bet your ass they're going to be tweeting just as much as he is. Don't you think, almost? Yes, and I also think that um, Adam Schiff and uh, Jerry Nadler, um, the head of the House Intelligence Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, respectively, um, are actually staying in Washington. They both announced that today um, to work, and their teams are staying in Washington. Uh, rather than doing constituent services. It's not like when you say they're going on recess, they're they're not going on like vacation. They're not like going to Hawaii. They're going right. – so like my congressman, Mark Vesey, um, is coming – he's a Democrat. He's, he's coming here. He's holding an event next week um, here to um, Dallas, Texas, just west of downtown where I live. Um, but um, the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence Committee are staying in – uh, Washington, D.C. and doing work. Um, they are engaged in uh, several lawsuits, something like 15 lawsuits, um, and they're also um, working to draft new subpoenas and additional um, witnesses and stuff for this new new impeachment inquiry, which is – that's what I'm talking about. Of Over the course of the next you know, two to six months – I expect to see significant oversight with regards to what's happened in the last couple of days. Um, I want Bill Barr under oath. You know, Especially I want um, referred to as, as his own personal lawyer. Right. I want, I want Giuliani under oath in front of Congress. Uh, I want Giuliani disbarred. I want him disbarred. Yeah, he doesn't I didn't need think to lie that much as, as an attorney. So something else to consider. He, should, he probably at, should be disbarred. I, I mean, that's a pretty nasty remedy because you're taking away his livelihood. But um, except for he's worked really hard to lose that livelihood. I right. mean, just watching it on Como last night, where he said three different ways of "I did, I did not, I could have talked to, oh, I did what the president told me to just say to the Ukraine." So you did or you didn't talk to the Ukraine? You did or did not follow Donald Trump's direction for Ukraine? Because he had all four ways yeah. on one night. So I'm also looking at a nice little website called tweetbinder.com. This is statistics for tweet, uh, tweets that go out. If you look at the activity log between January 2017 and January – well, actually to July of, of 2019, you see this massive increase where Trump starts with 150, maybe 200 tweets a day. He ends up getting up to – now he's 400 easy. So he's doubled his volume of his of his rhetoric as he's continued on. It's like he finds more time to, I guess, less golf, more tweets. But I'm going to be uh, the first person to say this, and that is that most of America doesn't follow social media unless you're a, a news junkie like that, like we are, or me at least. I'm just and saying I'm his, megaphone, people, his megaphone. But uh, people in in the rural areas, they're living their life. They're going along, and that's why you have to make sure this gets out to everybody. Hey, guys, real quick, I want you all to listen to Donald Trump is at a, a luncheon where I'm sure he, people paid thousands of dollars to go and see him. Listen to these words that he talks about the whistleblower. I never thought that Donald Trump could go this low, but this is the lowest I think he could actually go. I know when you're going to play, it makes you sick. Never saw the report, never saw the call, and he never saw the call. 
heard something and decided that he or she, whoever the hell they is, sort of like almost a spy. I want to know who's the person that gave the whistleblower, who's the person that gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? With spies and treasons, right? We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. <laughs> Okay, so for anybody that laughed in that room, you're a moron, and it makes me sick too almost that the sitting president of the United States basically just threatened the whistleblower's life. I think I there's mean, also some sort of irony here. When this whistleblower is proven to be a sound mind and of, of intelligent person to – and a brave person for that matter to come forward like this, and it's actually Trump who's labeled the traitor and the rule breaker and the – like, don't doesn't he speak his own uh, penalty there? I mean, when I grew up, I used to listen to uh, original Aesop's and original fairy tales where time after time, the ugly stepsisters would come up to the king before Cinderella became queen, and they, they would announce their own punishments by accident, and then they would be carried out. So, I mean, if Trump's going to say all this now, this is one of the things that would be interesting to bring to court and say, well, you believed in it when it was somebody else. Now, uh, are you going to hold yourself to that tier? What just took me by surprise is he wasn't standing up there saying this is not true. He didn't do it. All it was is a phone call, and he was doing it presidential. He starts talking about who is this guy, like he wants to hunt him down. Almost, what's your, what, what do you say to that? Well, um, pride cometh before the fall, and I... Um, I thought Copperhead's analysis was um, right on uh, with regards to the way um, a court or a uh, body reviewing evidence for the purposes of impeachment may view his words about the appropriate remedy for traitorous conduct. Um, I, I don't necessarily – think that he's oh god I'm okay I don't want to be too careful here I know you like it when I'm blunt and direct um, <laughs> well but this is the president of the United States and I and I understand right. it as much as yeah. I hate to admit he is uh-huh. his office deserves respect yeah, he doesn't we actually have, but sorry, his office deserves you know who respect um, something else that I thought the Copperhead was right on about is the CIA whistleblower deserves respect because if he was, as I described and as it's been reported in the news, if he was the CIA station chief over the Ukraine who had a post in the White House, that man or woman is a career intelligence officer who's worked up to the very top of their game. That person's a patriot. And is probably a hero and is, as we've alluded to several times, under serious danger and threat. Um, And uh, it's a sad thing that our president is threatening violence against the whistleblower, but it shows that our institutions are holding and sort of work. You'll recall, I don't know if you remember this, but maybe six months ago, uh, one of the first times I was ever on your radio show, John, um, we – I was telling, talking about Donald Trump being impeached vis-a-vis the Russian scandal, and I was saying that um, it's going to be a major test of our institutions. 
And I'm happy to see that the Office of the Inspector General is not a compromised institution. You know, it appears that the DOJ is compromised, which is awful. You know, he's the top attorney, the, the top law enforcement officer in the United States appears to be compromised by the corrupt president. But, you know, our intelligence communities seem to be holding. The director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, resigned. It appears that McGuire acted reasonably honestly. You know, it was interesting. It was far- to him that listening to him being quizzed by the Senate, he, uh, they apologized. They said, you've been in so many combat situations. You've done so many. You, you, you graduate or you retired as the uh, vice general of the, of the armed forces. And we're throwing more weapons and more ammunition at you than you probably had in your whole year of combat, you know, like your whole career in combat. Right. And so, like, he's going through probably more now in the last six months than he's gone through through the rest of his career as far as being attacked. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the big kind of overarching point that I was trying to get at is that it's grossly inappropriate for Donald Trump, who is the president of the United States, that doesn't mean he's the king. He doesn't get to decide that the spy and whistleblower should be hung. Yes, but and does he know that? No, he probably – well, he knows it in his heart of hearts, but he'll never admit it. Well, I don't know if you guys have like seen him like on TVs ever since the impeachment was announced. But right mm-hmm. after the impeachment was announced, there was a very big, distinct – scared look in his eyes as he was addressing <laughs> the media. He was not yelling at them. He was not telling people to shut up and you wait your turn. He was very, very just stoic and he looked scared for the first time. It was almost like the time that somebody screamed, somebody has a gun when he was in Vegas and then the secret service got out around him. But right then he was really mm-hmm. scared. I saw the same scared looks in his eyes, and I really don't think he thought that the House would go through this with this process. And I think they're going to file, based off of this situation, like you said, almost this is a very simple proceed. This is a very simple story, basically. Right. And you know, you're introducing a story to bit like a jury. The Mueller report was very confusing and very long and everything it really that wasn't as long as you this wanted is... to read 600 pages the problem was is that american people don't have two hours of their lives to sit down and try to digest the word speak of political uh, documents this is very yeah, that was written by a lawyer. The, the Mueller report is written like an indictment it's way different than exactly. this special this this whistleblower report is written like a it's almost like a news story it's almost like a first-hand account and that's really yeah it is what a first-hand account interview. yeah yeah, so this is this is something that's digestible. It's it's a, approachable. It's black and white as far as it. Not only that, but like the fact that he says in the phone call, "This is Donald Trump. I need a favor." As the very first line, pretty much in the whole story, that's right there is is the chain of of where he went wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not. There's like no other way he could have possibly gotten caught unless he had said those exact same phrase. But he says that exact phrase. Like the rest of it can all be stipulation. That's undeniable. Well, and that's what Steve Colbert said last night on his show that it, Donald Trump made a comment that, do you really think I would be stupid enough knowing that all these people are listening to this phone call to sit there and ask people for a favor like that? 
And then he goes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> he, the very first one out of his mouth was you hear me? <laughs> That's a good joke. I mean, like, so, he's, had, he's asked on political TV whether or not Russia can hear him and get the emails back to him, hasn't he? Didn't we, weren't we all there for that interview or that segment? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about Comey being fired for that Russia thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you're just joining us, this you're listening to All You Need to Know Radio. This is a special edition of the show. We are commercial-free. Our show is brought to you tonight by Warwards and Nun, 972-863-9592. We are uh, very excited and honored to have one of the partners of that firm, Amos Warwinch, with us. He's also uh, our guy with Best in Justice. And uh, so let's switch one gear if you have. you have just a little bit more time, Amos, or I know you have, don't only have a certain amount of time. <laughs> You know, I, I do have a little bit of an obligation in a short amount of time, but I can stay on for about five to ten more minutes, please. Cool. Rudy Great. Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's paying him? Are the taxpayers paying him? Because legally, you can't do work for the government and not get paid. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Giuliani? Yeah, yes. Rudy Giuliani. I, I believe Donald Trump pays him individually, like not as the president, but like – not an individual. Like from his personal account. What if he was paying through the White House? I mean that um, – Would that That's be a what, That would be a – I don't even know how that would work because Treasury would have to authorize that. Um, I guess it's like theoretically possible that Mnuchin is cutting right. big fat checks to Bracewell Giuliani, the law, the law firm, but – I, well, I, I have a suspicion that that's not what's going on. With the with the president saying, "Talk to my guys. I'll send you the attorney general bar, and I'll send you uh, Giuliani." Like he claims that the, that bar works for him effectively, which yes. works with the with representation of the president, I'm sure, but not as a private investigator to Biden's go about at the call of the president. And Giuliani seems to be an extension of that arm, and he's treating him. Synonymous, uh, synonymously, like they can be interchanged from each other, and that doesn't seem uh, that seems like a big flag for me. Well, who, well who's the I D&I believe in the uh, whistleblower's complaint, a- it states that um, in the president's phone call, he repeatedly referred to um, Barr and Giuliani in tandem. I think was the word in the whistleblower's right. complaint, and yeah. that is you're making a very solid point, Copperhead, because the DOJ is not the president's personal lawyer, and the president's personal lawyer should not be involved in foreign policy. So <laughs> it's like neither of those people should be involved in it seems like the um, DOJ negotiations be, with the Ukraine. The DOJ should be involved with Giuliani going over there. He should be investigating Giuliani, not Biden. Yeah, they should indict his ass. Pardon my French. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know yeah, something yeah. I just noticed? I was trying to remember what the uh, national director of intelligence name was, but he's actually the acting <laughs> national yep. director. We need to get a count. It would be interesting no, to find out how many acting directors that we have and how many uh, full but positions we he have. Was, he was asked today if Rudy Giuliani has, uh, secu- uh, oh God, security clearance. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he does. During the interview, during the interview at the uh, Senate today, too, they were asking whether or not the president was part of the intelligence community and whether he should be held accountable for the same rules and regulations that the intelligence community has. And considering that uh, we have intelligence that is read by him and redacted by him or held by him or, or created by him or finalized by him, it, it makes him the beginning, middle, and end of anyone in the intelligence community. So therefore, he should be, is what Congress was suggesting. And having having Giuliani privy to a lot of this information makes me wonder uh, how much information he's actually gleaned, much like his children, much like Trump's children have had access to when it's been completely inappropriate. And what kind of actions would happen, should happen, if that's found out? I mean, legally... Again, you know, we, we have this problem where the top cop is corrupted. Uh, I'm talking about Attorney General William Barr is right. not acting appropriately when it comes to Trump and his circle's crimes because he is himself part of the circle. Um, so, you know, in a perfect world – reputation too. I mean that, yeah, that justifies everything that- Almost. Did you say that you did not know whether or not Rudy Giuliani had a security clearance, or did you say he does not? I'm pretty sure he does not. He does. He does. That's interesting. He does. So did you Google it? Does it say what classification? I'm I'm reading it on CNN. They just said that he does have security clearance, and that's as far as they went. And that's okay. why he was able to go over, and he's supposedly negotiating for the United States with the Ukraine. So that's what was coming into play. And, and actually, what would people talking be? about having him barred now. I mean, there's no way that you could go over there and be like, hi, I'm the president's personal lawyer, and this is legit. Because by that definition, that's once again asking for outside foreign aid. And that's a good point. I mean, like, there's, there's no title he could have working for the president or working for Donald Trump. That he could use that would verify or validate why he was there. Well, and I, I agree. Donald and Trump I think is that, saying that you know, talk to these these are my guys. Well, the insinuation is is right in your face. I mean, that's the funny thing about, or no, the dumbest thing about Donald Trump, if if there's anything worse, is he does this in plain daylight. I mean, he doesn't even try to hide the corruption in what he's doing. So do you know how to boil a frog? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Tell me. Almost, this, is, this is some random Arkansas trivia here for you kids. So yes, when you, if you take a frog, live or dead, and you throw it into a pot of boiling water, it will jump out automatically. It's a reflex that's built into the very core of what a frog is. But here's yeah. the interesting thing. You can put a live or a dead frog in a pool of water. And slowly crank that water up until it's boiling, and suddenly you have frog legs. What Donald yeah. Trump does every day is he slowly amps us up. How many weeks in a row have we gone? This week he's going to get in, he's going to get indicted for this. Oh, this week he's definitely going to get sued for. Oh, this week he's definitely going to be out of it. Oh, I can't believe we're to this point in our government. Oh, this week we pushed it further. It's like a carousel that never ends, but just keeps escalating, and we just keep getting frog legs all day long. So the political science term for that is called the gish gallop. G I S H Gallup. Right. And um, what that refers to is kind of, it's also been referred to as the fire hose of falsehoods. It's significantly more difficult to 
disprove something than it is to assert something that is untrue. It's it's harder to like show your work and prove why somebody's lying than it is to tell the lie initially. It's harder so to prove that I don't give anything than it is to just deflect from him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, what happens is he's you know Donald Trump or his minions do something so egregious and so ridiculous and so sue-worthy or indictment-worthy or impeachment-worthy, and then while everybody has their hands up in the air about one thing or one lie or one misrepresentation or one corrupt act, he goes and commits another one and another one and another one and another one, and it gets – it's the gish gallop. It's the fire hose of falsehood. It's so hard to keep up with it all um, that lots of people just turn it off. And I think a lot of them don't pay attention to what's going on until it's too late. I think we've gotten to the point right. now watching, especially like his daughter talk to dignitaries that she has no right to be even associating with or catching him walking through the uh, demilitarized zone when that's completely inappropriate for anyone, rather yet our own president to be uh, acknowledging that or talking to dictators that shouldn't exist. We've but they're in love. Now. They're yeah, they're in madly love. in love. It's, it's to the point, though, where – Every day, the new scandal, it's hard to keep track of what happened to the last one. Not only that, but mm-hmm. he's doing three of them a day, and only two of them are, are announced. You know, whatever happened to lesbians in the military? That was one of the first ones that I remember kind of popping up. Then it became, now we have children in cages, and now we have a wall, and now we have funding, and now we have uh, Putin, and now we have electoral interference. It becomes a snowball, and I can't keep track of the avalanche of information coming at me with repercussions to any of that because we've already moved on to the next slope. Well, apparently, he was at the border the other day, and he was trying to explain to the media all these incredible things about this beautiful wall. It's going to be big and beautiful, probably have Trump at the top of it. But apparently, there's some kind of security at the top of it that he started to expose a national security. And he wanted the Border Patrol chief to explain to the media what was going on. And then the guy's like, well, some things are better left not told. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, almost. He's a loose can. He's a loose can. He gave up on Israeli spy like within two weeks of being the president. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's really he's a walking, talking national security disaster. Exactly. Did you ever think you would see our that would be this bad though? Honestly, I I thought it would be bad when he got elected, but I didn't think it would be this bad. That's the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm scared to say what is the next thing he could do because he did say he could shoot somebody in Times Square and he would get away with it. Well, what's scary mean, is that the guy in a war. He he definitely yeah. has problems with his sight. I, I think it was related to me before that he doesn't know where he's at or what he's doing half the time. For instance, he was on a bus and he thought that was a locker room talking about how inappropriately he could grab a hold of women. So right. he definitely has no problem with uh, telling what exactly what's on his mind and the free thinking and free connections that he has with that sort of stuff. And what comes out of his mouth, I think he's just as surprised as we are what happens. It comes out of his mouth. It doesn't pass through his brain at all. Well, and the thing is, when that happened with the Access Hollywood bus and all of that nonsense and disrespectful things to women that he was saying, and when the public accepted his response that – he apologized for the first time in his life first, and then he said it was locker room talk. 
And when people started taking that as gospel of what okay. he did, yeah. that made me worry. I did, however, yeah, me underestimate how much Hillary Clinton was hated. The bigger thing is I think we have another job as individuals to go through and, pull it and help share the information that we have. Your, your opinions do matter, but facts are what's facts, and you can't deny those. It's not one of those things uh, – who was it that said facts can be um, construed or, or misplaced? I'm sorry. When they're black and white and there's no constructions to them, no filter to them, facts cannot be denied. And it comes you mean down alternative to it, facts? Alternative facts or un, untruths or whatever they want to call them today. Like Everybody the out there, alternative facts are not facts. When you look at your paycheck right now and you look at your grocery bills side by side compared to what they were last year, are you still making the same amount of money that you made? Are you still having the same amount of free money, I should say, to invest, to entertain, to throw around per your discretion past your regular bills? When you look at the world around you, do you see the love and kindness and acceptance and commitment to our community and commitment to the nation that we used to have? Or do you put an alarm on your house and you're not sure who your neighbors are anymore and you're afraid of everyone else that's on TV? Because they keep telling you to be afraid of the Muslims or the Jews or the whites or the blacks or whoever else is on the gays or the straights. There's a, there's a level of our world right now that has fallen apart, and I'm not going to blame Trump exclusively for it, but he's definitely been somebody who has a chance and a soapbox to put us to help minimize it, and instead he's escalating it. So when it comes down to it, we have a job as individuals to love each other, to take care of our communities and take care of our families and take care of those strangers even that we don't know that we're not doing, that we used to do. Is that what we Absolutely. want for the future? And that's a really, really good point, Copperhead. Hey, almost. let's give you a couple of minutes to do closing argument about what you think is going to happen next. Yes, sir. Thank you. I think that um... – we're in for an interesting next couple of months. The, what, the the way that the House Democrats pursue the impeachment inquiry is going to be critical and probably pretty entertaining as well as very interesting. I'm wondering if they're going to start being truly aggressive it seems like the tide has turned somewhat amongst public sentiment and amongst the Democratic backbenchers. Even um, the Republican Party. Even parts of the Republican Party seem to be cracking a little bit. I mean, you heard John Kasich, former Republican governor, on CNN at the top of the show talking about um, how obviously and clearly inappropriate this, his, Donald Trump's actions were. So I'm wondering, and I'd like to see – William Barr get impeached. I'd like to see Matthew Whitaker. Remember him? He was the AG for a little bit. He lied under oath to Congress. He should also be indicted. I'd like to see um, a real investigation into the details of this scandal vis-a-vis Ukraine because what's interesting is It is within the United States national security interest to bolster Ukraine in its war against Russia, and Donald Trump didn't want to do that, so they would investigate Biden allegedly, but it's possible and it's not beyond comprehension that another reason he wanted to do that is because Russia ordered him to. 
So I wouldn't be surprised. I'd like, see, I'd like to see a real deep investigation into the underlying, you know, mis- how the Ukraine call came to be and why Barr and Giuliani and all those ghouls are hanging around Kiev so much. Um, right. It's not like it's super um, strategically important to the United States. It's entertaining because they want. Yeah, it's. It, I'm sorry, I could go on for a long time, but in, in general, I think this next few months is going to be really interesting, and I want to see some serious investigations and aggressiveness from the Democratic House of Representatives. I want to take that a step forward than, or a step further than you did. Watching the Democrats mm-hmm. is one thing; it's almost an expectation to see. You, I mean, I could probably script it out for you right here, right now. What will happen on their part? The more interesting part are going to be two people: the Republican Party as a whole. Because they have a responsibility for this, too. We're talking about the Senate and the House. They still have an, a, their first job is to be a senator or a representative, not to get mm-hmm. that job. But they already have that job. They have the responsibility of keeping the checks and balances in place and being responsible for those. The second part is the people of the Republican Party. Those who vote Republican and they vote R because it's red. Like That's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting thing to see if they continue doing this because this is not the Republican Party that my parents grew up in. This is not the Republican Party that I even started voting for when I was younger. This is a totally extreme right that has set us back 60 years. It's one thing to be progressive. It's another thing to be uh, Republican and be um, standard. But to throw us backwards so many years after, after success, after success of equal rights, of, of self-wealth, of the individual rights, and now we're setting ourselves backwards. Is the Republican Party going to stay intact, or is it going to split, or is it going to turn into something extremely further right than even the Republican Party was? All right, guys. So this is – we are out of time. So we want to thank Amos Warwrench with Warwick. You're Jenna. welcome, John. Thank, thank you, you for having me on. Absolutely. Next week, we'll talk about this in more detail. God only knows what will be coming up then, almost. Quick thank call you out, so guys. Copperhead, you've got, you got one minute. I just want to give a shout out to everybody. You find me on Instagram and Facebook. It's going to be A R N All or A N R All Need Radio Copperhead. So A N All Need Radio A N R Copperhead. You find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. We'll see how that works. All right, guys. This is all you need to know radio. This is our special edition. Once again, Donald Trump making history, becoming the fourth president only to face impeachment in the history of our country. Everybody be safe out there. As I always say, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Good night from Dallas, Texas. Realize that Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.